Uh, we do need to get the slide projector going. And did I have a guinea pig who was going to help me with the slide? Thank you. Thanks, Rudy. What's that? The slide projector. So, um, yeah. So the the book the book came out in April, and um, I was I have been feeling very lucky to have been have found or been found by Greenfuse Press because everyone in this group seems to have be um, a, a crossbreed, a a multi talent. Um, so I've always loved uh, music and uh, art because my, my father is a guitar player, acoustic guitar player, and my mother is an art, um, an artist, an oil painter. Um, so somehow within this community, I'm finally bringing those things together. And what we're going to see tonight is um, some slides that either inspired or um, have a communication, um, a conversation with the poems tonight. And if you want to go ahead and turn on the first one. My skin itches from the inside out. At the bend behind my knees, the flesh is raw and itching. My waist from hips to ribs is red and tender. My back where I cannot reach torments. Nails searching and straining for purchase, for relief. I scrap, scratch, and rub, and twitch, whispering my plea, stop, please stop. But my skin is pulled taut, hot from friction. I itch from the inside out, a living scab across the wound. I am wearing my old body, my old skin still, and it chafes. Burlap and wool, coarse and rough and wrong. I am beneath all that, still sewn up tight, still itching. Inside me, something itching to get out, ripping and twitching to get out. Two sets of nails scratching at two sides of a door. Flesh burning and itching, the skin of this world still closed. But soon now, soon, I shed. Um. So most of the most of the paintings that I've got up here are going to be George O'Keefe, but this is uh, one of the exceptions. I recently had uh, someone say, George O'Keefe would not have been so popular or so famous if someone had not taken their, taken Georgia under her wing. That would be um, Stieglitz, her mentor and um, companion and lover. And uh, I, I thought to myself. You know, I don't really care if George O'Keefe was famous or popular. And you can, you can tell that from my poems. And this is a very good example because this, this poem was inspired by the painting that's up. And this painting is uh, produced by a local artist named Rebecca Walker. I came upon it in an art gallery in a corner and uh, fell in love with it. And perhaps no one in the world will ever see the same thing in it that I see. And uh, perhaps uh, reading the poem along with the painting, other people might think, did that inspire this poem? But it did. 
when I saw the painting, A Waiting Serpent, I could not help but feel um, the skin about to shed. Okay, I'm going to go to the next one. So now we'll do some George O'Keefe poems. <laughs> um, and a lot of my George O'Keefe poems um, are thanks to paintings that are collected in the art museum in Chicago, the Chicago Art Institute. And my mother would take me there um, from a very young age, and we would have our sort of communion there. We never went to church. We were not churchgoers, but we were um, museum goers. And so I had um, many important experiences. Um, I was under the influence of painting, as I'd like to say. Uh, how to paint. Begin with the color of bone, jaw cracked in two, marrow and paint spread thick on canvas. Then feel the bone's sharp need, desire you can run your tongue over, cutting deep grooves of taste and blood into the muscle. Dip your brush in that red, stroke the white surface, encase it in a body, the vision enclosed in the curve of an egg. Only now are you prepared, hungry teeth primed to bite into the sweet pink shell and mouth bloodied, red and ready to swallow its stone. I think for me, I often find with painting that I am um, unable to keep a personal distance from it. Much like uh, watching TV and being unable to tell uh, if you're in the story or not. But um, for me, fortunately, it's paintings or art. Um, so somehow there was always a feeling, a, um, a sensation, a story um, when I see a painting. Go to the next slide, please. This is called Painting in the Key of C, and it is in the uh, current improv put up by Greenfuse Press. And uh, in the poem itself, uh, there's a combination of my love of music and art and poetry that we've discussed. Painting in the Key of C. Underwater electric. Seductively simple, a kinetic message singing down the spine. Pulsing below the surface, precariously close, blue-green currents on canvas beneath skin. Ebbing intensity, insistently turquoise, sound swelling quiet rhythms past their riverbanks. Ocean-colored currents, Relentlessly relaxed, tangled in intertwined brushstrokes of sound. Saxophone swirling tides, deliciously liquid. Take a taste of jade-voiced water, wade in. Don't worry, I'll teach you how to swim. Okay, next slide. Shell in the Desert. Um, this George O'Keeffe painting, um, oh, it, it stirred up a quite a bit um, in reading, reading her memoirs and reading her biographies and then um, in my own childhood of being interested in uh, fossils and 
the progression of the land from uh, a sea to a desert. Um, Georgia O'Keeffe herself had that very same experience being in the desert of New Mexico and finding fossilized shells. And uh, as always, I feel like I'm trailing after her, desperately trying to keep up uh, as I experience things. She's always been there first. But um, uh, I did love this uh, painting for that resonance with me. Shell in the Desert. You are a riddle in bone, brittle vessel rolled along an ocean's open palm, porcelain smoothed by a millennium of wave. Yet under my heel, you would crush as fine as any desert sand. How you came to be here is no secret, but how you came to be, web work, delicate, soft tooth, and half moon nail of the violent sea. I seek what you know. And you, most fragile of messengers, you answer with this, a question formed in crying. Distant gull, water's edge, spiraled within a gray-white sky of shell, slate and clean, where water's absence opens you hollow, cavern of your mourning. To know this calling out, I must leave behind the red textures of desert earth and remembrance, their stain like pollen on my fingers. To hear you, I must follow your maze, flowing as the tides your low voice summons, waters once spoken within you. To understand your message, I must rise aloft on the crest of your wave, a turning arc that spins within form, then out again. Here you show me what you are, born of water, flesh to your bone. You will hold your mother's murmur in you always, always calling. And when she dies, dry upon the shores, you will no longer sound her name, but crumble shell to sand to finest desert dust. This is another southwestern New Mexico poem um, written in thank you to Phyllis Clark, who's here with us tonight. Phyllis Clark took my husband and myself on an um, adventure to New Mexico to see some of George O'Keeffe's homes or um, inspiration places. And one of those places was Ghost Ranch, New Mexico. Beware. Wind hums through this cavern like a voice, the song of the dead. When I climb the dusty plateau, sand whips into funnels, sings of earth and flesh and birth, heralding, heralding visitation to all believers and atheists alike. I am caught with grit in my face, blurring away O'Keeffe's world, her vista of cut sandstone blinded away in furious rapture. When the roar of angels passes, my skin is sheared clean. My head spins with the passing of halos. My eyes feast on the land revealed, opening like a mouth to reveal, to receive, excuse me, stone blood brown and red, a wafer 
on the tongue. Okay, next slide, please. Uh, another location we visited in New Mexico was the Abiquiu House. And uh, this painting has always been um, a favorite, of course, anyone who is obsessed with the moon, as I think some of you are like me, um, can see what its, uh, uh, its pull, its call can be. Um, but uh, it was uh, quite an experience to go and see a place um, that could have inspired this very painting. Abiquiu House. Intentional as any canvas, O'Keefe built walls, arranged sky, enclosing herself in this womb of adobe, earth, and light. Here I find her painting the black patio door, gateway for the soul to enter or leave the body. Here, the ladder to the moon, each rung a soul step away from the surface. Closer and closer to death, I imagine O'Keefe living and painting a backwards birth, opening the patio door, each day a step up the ladder, each day selecting the color of paint to choose to be reborn. Okay. This is a more general poem um, that uh, it was written for my mother, the instigator of all these painting poems that you were being forced to listen to. Um, this poem is called Brushstroke. She floats like a Chagall, liquid over the geometric foundation and form of a Frank Lloyd Wright-style home. The well-planned city grid of houses, streets, lives, is falling away. Below, people scurry with predictable need while she hovers, backlit against a limitless O'Keefe blue sky, glowing like a bone scoured desert clean of time. Nothing in her world has ever been routine, not even routine surgery that should have gone like clockwork. From above, she sees each molecule, each atom of the earth, like Monet's glittering dance of sun across water. Below, I am just one brushstroke, one impression of color in a billion, but it was she who painted me. And now, I hope, she will turn back from the final masterpiece for just a little longer and take up her paints with me again. Next slide, please. Uh, this painting is um, secreted away at the University of Arizona. Uh, so if you ever want to see it in person, you have to trek all the way down there and get into the university uh, museum. Uh, and make sure you go on the hours that it's open because they'll be mad at you. If you try to stay later and sit, as I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just spoiled at the um, Chicago Art Museum. I can just sit for a long time and go at odd hours and... Um, I guess universities don't like that. Um, this is called A Woman on Paper, and it is both um, inspired by this painting and by George O'Keefe, 
who was more than a woman on paper. Turning on stem of wrist, her hand moves towards sun, the luminous white of canvas, the nourishment of the paper, where her color blossoms, unfolds in the eye, the pupil's contraction towards light, into vision of visionary states that flower beyond imagination. And what grows, what takes itself tangible into form is in this reality intangible, the slippage of image known, the hybrid birth of memory through self, the still moving stillness of the mind's photography, which recreates through recreation that which is more than true, more than just object identified. The surface, the skin translucent, a pale petal backlit and sheer, the subject matter is not the matter at hand. Here, buds open layer upon layer of meaning. Stamen and pistol, the reproduction is ideas, word upon word, concept upon conception, the same form over and over until the body, trans body translation of the senses ceases goes past outward or inward, past existence into essence. The rippled edges of red that deepen, alight on new shoots of yellow-orange, the glow of growth tipping delicate into lavender, its passion, its song. A throat that vibrates the full burst, a shaft and flowering of its voice, and an ear that blocks out all for the rustle and furl of leaves that question, do you feel like flowers sometimes? And that last question was actually um, something that uh, George O'Keefe would ask people. Do you feel like flowers sometimes? Okay. Then the last of the painting poems. Um, last slide, please. Um, um, there was an art historian um, named Regal who, who coined the phrase Formwollen, or um, that's in German, there's another a different, like Kunstwollen in Austrian, but um, it, had, it caught on with um, people who critique art and uh, don't do art as this magical will to form, this um, urge or creative need. So um, I don't know. Sometimes I think. Uh, it's not too far off, and sometimes I'm not sure. But, um, this is a painting of my own, and this is um, a poem where I, where I actually do think there's a creative urge. <laughs> uh, form, Orlin. It comes. Form forcing language to mouth, image to fingertips, fire strange and fierce to the brain. It comes. Unholy presence, space of creation, intensity and desire fighting to begin. Sheer strength, utter conviction, uncontrollable need to be born. Again and again and again it comes. The definition of drive, driven, taken hold, but by what? And what are you, interpreter, conduit for the charge, or pure deep well of source? You don't even ask. You let the work flow in and to you. Let its coming through from belief into being break and repair you, making and shaping who you are as you create. 
you are caught and no longer caring by forms that wake you with their birth of hunger and knowledge in the pale light of 3 a.m. as they whisper, it is willed, I come. And uh, as my, that's the end of the painting poems. Um, as Mark mentioned, we were, I was on the um, Poets Co-op TV and uh, uh, what, is, what was true then is true now, which is that I always have a number of prepared poems I think will fill the time, and then I always read much faster than I think I'm going to. So um, how much more would you guys like to hear? Like, uh, like five, minutes? five minutes? Okay, then we'll actually do some drumming poems. <laughs> okay, yeah, warm it up. Um, you want to do this one? Thank you very much for your help with the slides. Okay, here's another poem just uh, printed in improv, The Love of Trees. Ripping out between my toes, roots ripple, blood red, burrowing legs knee deep in sweet tasting soil, pulled achingly down while strained upward, arms arched and stretched past reason to embrace sky. Skin blisters, boils, shedding and pushing out smooth birch bark, soft new sapling growth. I am not a tree, my leaf-lined mouth protests. I am not in love with you. I will these limbs to wither, I beg to be cut down, but still my arboreal body multiplies. A green-beating heart pushes from my chest a blossom and bloom, and you feed this flowering, falling down in a shiver of gold light, visitation of the gods, glory of all that grows. Becoming flesh, a Rorschach imprinted against the sandy skin of the beach, betrays the press of weight down, the pressure of wanting carved open, etched into and onto the opening land. Shore spilled open by heat, the sun's arms and hips and thighs in a burning that pulled this open pushed back into deep bright sand so hot that beach and body melted and merged. Indentation, now cool to the touch, waiting to be filled again by a body returned like your own, reading the sand with your skin dipping your head back into the mold, entering the flesh of the beach, the white sand and black blood of the earth below, becoming the flesh of the earth, becoming its body. One more, Colin. I'll finish up with the title poem to uh, Creation Stories. 
and uh, from Genesis, in the beginning the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep. In the beginning, the mythic Madonna and child were still one, inhabiting each other, a Mobius strip, molecule to molecule. Emptiness mated to presence, life to spilled blood, matter inherent in the dark until slowly they unzipped the pair DNA of their selves, hovering over and around, their boundaries still kissing. Unlocking the space between atoms, between cells, between stars. Slowly they gathered momentum, force from the furthest corners of being, until particles spun with the energy of need and want and must have. Heat of the neuron's pulse, Shudders and sparks, liquid stirring, splash of acid. In the beginning, the universal essence quickened, compressing desire within desire within desire, until pure thought, let there be light, collided, shattered into fragments, and burned. Thank you very much for having us tonight. And thank you, Mark, and thank you, Greenpeace Press.